Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey everyone, it's Fat Mascara on a Thursday. Hi Jess. Hi. I'm so excited about this show. I also love when we do our Thursday episodes because it's like, you don't need too much of us. Just like, we're in, we're out, and it's all about the amazing guest, right? You know, it's all about, can I tell you? Tell us. Fool me. I love how you said that. Okay, so Fumi Feto, I will give you her, like, resume really quickly. Um, She's just a fabulous beauty and fashion journalist with more than 20 years of experience. She probably won't like me saying that. It's about 20 years' experience. Um, She's written for Glamour, Harper's Bazaar, Elle, Tatler, The Sunday Times, and many others. She's a contributing editor to Vogue and a columnist and beauty director for The Observer. So her book— Palette, the beauty Bible for women of color, came out last year in England and then this spring in the U.S. where it's published by Mobius, an imprint of the Hachette book group. So she is joining us. I would love her to be here in person, but she is joining us from her home in London and she's going to tell us all, I mean, she's going to tell us all about her career and her book and we're going we're gonna to have some real, real fun talk. Are you ready, Jess? I'm ready. Let's do it. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp. 
something we learned about on a recent episode, and all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did, start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. So now we're live. Hi again. Hi. <laughs> so for me, I, I just did your intro. I said how amazing you are. Let's just get right into it. First of all, mm-hmm. we were supposed to record with you in person. I'm not sure if your publisher told you yes, this, but I knew yes. you were going to be in New York I for your, book, your U.S. book launch. I was. I was. And then Rona happened and yeah. And the world Here changed. we are, Here months we are. later. Yep. But thank you for joining us. No, thank so you Jess for and having I, me. Jess and I were saying this is going to be fun because you, like us, are a beauty journalist. But how did you even get into this world of beauty journalism? What was your start? What's your career path? Oh, goodness. So mine is quite unorthodox in many ways. I didn't study um, journalism. I didn't, you know, I didn't have anything at all to do with the, the um, industry when I started out. You know, I, I actually studied finance and um, and I worked within financial management for about three years and I just felt that I didn't really fit in <laughs> it just wasn't very me and also you know I was supposed to be this part qualified accountant and I couldn't even balance a balance sheet I was terrible so I kind of knew that it wasn't really meant to be and but I've always loved at that point you know I loved print still love print and I loved fashion and I loved words so I kind of thought, okay, I want to be on a magazine. And I called up Elle and I said... I As would... one does. <laughs> As you do. I <laughs> called up Elle and I sort of explained the situation. I said, I'd love to come and see you. I'd love to start from, you know, from the bottom and, you know, just intern and see where that sort of takes me. And they gave me a six-month internship. And I, so I quit my well-paid job, which was you know, something that made my dad very, very happy, quitting a, a well-paid <laughs> job to go to um, to a magazine that paid barely anything. And um, and I started there, but I started on the fashion side because I was really interested in fashion. And so I started um, assisting and then I started sort of, you know, writing and then also styling and so on and loved all of that. And I moved to different publications. So I went to the Telegraph after that, then Sunday Time Style. And then my first sort of proper, proper job was at um, Harper's Bazaar and um, as a fashion assistant. And then, you know, I was a fashion writer there. And when I left there, I went freelance for a little bit. And um, I guess when you're freelance, you start dabbling in lots of different areas. You know, I wrote travel pieces, I wrote arts and culture pieces, I wrote beauty pieces. And that's really when I started sort of getting into beauty. And um, it's interesting, because for a long time, I, I never thought that I would be, I never thought that I could write about beauty in many ways, because I never saw myself reflected in beauty pages. So I ignored them. 
I loved beauty, mm-hmm. but I ignored beauty pages because I didn't really feel like I was part of it. I wasn't really part of the conversation. So it's I still look at it now and find it quite strange that here I am um, writing about it. And it was something I'd never even thought about. Can I ask, you felt more comfortable in fashion than beauty? I don't know whether it's a, it's about feeling more comfortable. I, I mean, I still love fashion. I'm still very engaged um, with fashion and what's going on within um, the fashion industry and so on. I guess I just never considered beauty. It was it never spoke to me. Whereas, you know, clothes are clothes, you know, so I never really saw it in terms of um, it not necessarily reflecting me. I saw something and I thought if I like it, then I can get it. You know, if it's a pair of shoes and it doesn't cost, you know, half a year's rent or whatever, you know, then maybe I can afford it. You know, that sort of thing. It, it felt, fashion felt in a strange way much more accessible to me than beauty. And, you know, the funny thing is that I always remember this scene at um, Elle where, you know, you'd have the beauty interns and you'd have the fashion interns and invariably we'd all become friends. And I remember there was a beauty intern at the time. She was going through lots of stuff for the beauty sale. And I remember sort of popping over and kind of having a look at what she was going, you know, going through and picking up. I remember picking up a compact and thinking, gosh, that's really gorgeous and so on and trying it out, and it just not suited my skin tone. And then something else I tried, and it just wasn't for me. And then something, right. and I just thought, this this is not for me. So, right. you know, it right. never really even occurred to me that I could be part of that world, because it just, it felt so alien to me, to be honest. That's really interesting. Mm. I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but it reminds me of something you talked about in your book, mm. like the moment that you realized you were Black. Yeah, so Clearly that is alluding to the W.E.B. Uh, du Bois book, yes, but yeah. was that the moment or was it something else with, you said it was with beauty that you had that like yeah. reckoning of like. I think also because my, I guess my background is is quite different um, to maybe a lot of um a lot of, you know, black people here in, in London, you know, maybe grew up just in London, but I grew up in London and Lagos in Nigeria. So for me, you know, in Lagos, you know, the, the conversation is never about blackness. It's never about whether you're black. Of course you're black. You know, it's not even a conversation. Yeah. We don't really talk about race. You know, you talk about politics and you talk about class and you talk about um, social status, you know, all of that sort of thing. But the, 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 idea and the conversation around race isn't something that comes up really because you know you are your color you know you are who you are and 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 that's just accepted and I guess maybe that's why for a long time I would yes I could relate to people saying you're African um even Mm. though I was born in London you know and they'd say you're African I could relate to that I could understand that and I always had a sense of that um, from very early on, but the idea of being black never really kind of it wasn't something I really kind of thought about um, too much because it wasn't really a conversation. But then you have those moments and you have those experiences that kind of remind you and kind of pinpoint that aha, this is what you are and this is who you are and you are not like the rest of us, and so you are not accepted. And, you know, and I think that's something that a lot of um, young Black girls and probably young Black boys, you know, they can all, you know, recount and experience um, that points to that. 
Yeah. I, well, you've paved a way in beauty, clearly, to to make a place for yourself and become a guide for so many w- women in this intimidating world of beauty that we have. Was there a person who, for you, was that kind of guide to beauty or that got you, in, you know, into this whole world? Um, no. <laughs> I don't think there was. You know, what I saw was, uh, you know, I, there were writers that I saw... Um, that I liked, but not necessarily because they were black women or, you know, or women of color or whatever. I just liked, you know, you know, good writing. Or I just meant even beauty. Like, oh, they were into beauty and they taught me about lipstick and whatever it was, you know. Yeah, I didn't really have, you know, I think, you know, in terms of my love for beauty, I mean, that definitely comes from my mother. My mother always loved beauty. She was always, you know, um, she always had tons of different fragrances. She always, she mixed a lot of her sort of creams and her skincare together and so on. She had lots and lots of lipsticks, which I would sort of, you know, surreptitiously steal on the way to school and sort of swipe mm-hmm. it on before going into school, you know, that sort of thing. So in that sense, yes, you know, that inspiration was there. Um, but in terms of someone making me, someone within the industry making me think, aha, I can follow that path. I don't think there was really that person. That's why sometimes when, you know, you hear people say, you can't be what you can't see. I think yes and no, because I didn't see anyone. There wasn't anyone um, in the industry that I sort of could see that was, you know, a beauty um, editor, even fashion editors. There weren't really very many um, people of colour. There was probably one I'd see at the shows, um, so yeah, no, there wasn't, there wasn't really, there wasn't really anyone to be honest. No. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so interesting that you write for British Vogue, but you also mm-hmm. write for the Guardian, which was, yes. you know, for those who uh, don't know it, who don't live in the UK or just aren't super familiar, it's a very, say, progressive newspaper. Is that mm. how you would describe it? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess I know, I I love the Guardian, and I've I've written and worked for them for quite a long time, either as a freelancer or you know, and also as a columnist. And um, yeah, they've always been quite sort of progressive, I guess, more so than the other, a lot of the other um, publications in in um, in the UK. So there are a lot of things that they would address, you know, a lot of issues and a lot of um, topics that probably other publications might deem slightly untouchable. Yeah, or, they might shy you know, away or from too controversial or, you know, um, and they're not sensitive about um, touching on those subjects. So I've always admired them for that. For that I, reason. I think it's, yeah, I think it's great. And, and But they are two very different publications. Do you change your voice or your writing style for these? No, because um, I think if I'm writing a news piece, of course, you know, if you're writing a news piece or you're writing a a feature, then it's it's two completely different ways of writing. But in terms of my voice, no, not not particularly. I actually think that um, in many ways, Vogue now, certainly in the UK, and someone like The Guardian or The Observer magazine, I think the tone is actually quite similar in many ways. There might be certain things that you know, one wouldn't cover and the other one would and vice versa. But in terms of the tone and the progressiveness, I think that's one thing they actually have in common. So I don't find it difficult to sort of flip between the two. 
Right. Yeah. I think um, British Vogue certainly um, in more recent years with the change of leadership, probably mm-hmm. um, Vogue is getting closer to the Guardian. Um, yes. In, in terms of its progressive viewpoint. Yes. Definitely. So, what is the beauty question you get asked most often? Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> um, in the last, I would say in the last few months, everyone always asks about eye creams. And eye creams. Interesting. Yeah, people ask about it's either eye creams or hyperpigmentation. It's this okay. sort of toggle between the two. And, and how do you respond? Well, in recent times, actually, I've been able to recommend certain eye creams. Okay, but tell us. For, so <laughs> I love the I'm like, I'm like, I want to know. You're I'm not like, getting out of this. There's a I'm, mirad. Like, I'm like, I actually want to know. Yeah. There's I'm a Murad retinol, a Murad retinol um, eye cream that is phenomenal. It's so good. Really, really good. So I do recommend that. And I think there's an there's also an old um, Henriksen sort of bright eye. What is it called? Bright the banana eye one? Banana, yeah. Banana yeah, bright, yeah, yeah. that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty good. And Sunday Riley's Autocorrect is great. But aside from that, you know, I think there's a lot of eye creams on the market that just need to disappear. I just don't know why they're here. <laughs> Honestly, it's a complete waste of money. It's a smaller jar of moisturizer. I mean, exactly. <laughs> this is it, you know. So for a long, long time, I wouldn't even really write about eye creams because I just think they're pointless and I'm not going to write about something I don't believe in and then someone else, you know, pay a fortune for it when it doesn't actually work. So, um, so yeah, so recently I've been able to recommend some. I think... There are a lot of them that are now a little bit more progressive than they have been in the past. Oh, also MZ Skin. I don't know if you know that. Uh, what brand. is it called? Skin. MZ, MZ Skin. Skin. Um, she's actually an eye specialist. That. She's an eye. What is she like? A sort of eye surgeon sort of thing. So she she's pretty. Ooh. I mean, she knows her stuff when it You're comes to the eye to area. You're going to have to send us the the yeah. name of that and the yeah, link yeah. because I'm not familiar with. That oh one. yeah, so she's Let's she's amazing anyway. But her eye cream is fantastic. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> if if anyone hears, it sounds like pebbles are falling on this podcast. It's because it's raining so hard. We have got a tropical wow. storm here in New York, and it's bashing against my window right now. So, uh, okay. So you write that your book is for every woman of color on the hunt for beauty products that speak to her. So in your career as an editor and just as a woman looking for products for yourself, I'm curious, do you find that there are some categories that are more difficult for women of color to navigate than others? Which categories do you think are really the tricky ones? Tell us. Number one, sunscreen. Mm. I mean, you say that with, oh, a, yes. with a little like glint in your eye. Like, <laughs> I see you, sunscreen. <laughs> I mean, tell us. There are 10 in the book that I recommend. And in order to get to those 10, I probably tested around 70. Wow. Okay. Mm. So this tells me that something's amiss. You know, a lot of people think that because you have darker skin that you don't need sunscreen, but every mm-hmm. woman, everybody yeah, dangerous, needs dangerous. sunscreen. Yeah, like every single day. But so many of the um, sunscreens on the market, they have a very white tinge. So they don't work on darker skin tones. Mm-hmm. So that needs work. That area needs work. I right, and then you don't want to wear them, and then it yeah, perpetuates exactly. the whole cycle. It's like a vicious cycle, exactly. So, um, so that's one area. And then another area is huge, is hair. Um, and I'm not sure how, how you find it there, but certainly here, in order to really get a wide range of hair products for Afro hair, you actually have to go to a specialist store. 
I can't necessarily go to the same stores as my Caucasian friends to go and buy my hair products, which still 2020 is kind of mad. It's It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. So I can't, you know, so if I want to go and get my um, hair products, I have to go to um, certain stores, you know, like black hair supply stores, which for the most part are in so-called ethnic areas. And I put that in um, inverted commas and they're never in central areas, which is usually where your office might be. They're never there. So you have to kind of wait until the weekend to be able to get them. So that area is still very, very much lacking. Um, Yeah, that's a that's a really weird one that there are so many big hair brands who still haven't cottoned on to the fact that, you know, people with different hair textures also need hair products. Yeah. yeah, which is regardless sometimes of skin color, frankly, with your hair texture, you know? Mm, yeah, uh, you kind of, yeah, exactly. But I find that, you know, the mainstream brands will make products for everybody else aside from, you know, anyone with sort of 4C hair, or which yeah. I just find crazy. Like their, their curl like ends at like a 3A or Yeah, <laughs> exactly, you know, and I gotcha. kind of think, you know, it, it's so different. A 3A is so different to a 4C. You can't, you, yeah. you know, the same, pro- the products just don't work on both um, equally. So those are the hardest when, areas. And so uh, clearly you navigated them well and you have answers in the book. When were you writing the book? Like what year? Just to give us the timeline. Where, am, where are we now? So it came out last October. So I was finishing it off at the beginning of last year. Of 2019? Yes. Okay. So I just wanted to give a framework because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the products course. mentioned. Yeah. Um, and then I also was thinking as I was reading it mm. in 2020, you yes. know, in May and June of 2020, mm. that, um, you know, there's a bigger problem than that the products aren't just there with this with the beauty system, mm. frankly. And I felt like you got, you. what I heard you saying in the book is like, listen, the system is broke. We deserve better. Mm. I see you. I'm going to mm. help you through it. And this will be your guide until it gets better. But if you were to write the book today, do you think you'd still take the same approach to the whole beauty industry of like, let's navigate this instead of let's sort of like talk about it or fix it? Um, what, would your, what would your intro be I like don't today? Know if if you I, I don't know if I completely agree with your take on it, but then, mm-hmm. you know, your your perception of it might be different to me because I'm so close to it. So, you know, the purpose of the book was um, was twofold. You know, it was a sort of rallying cry out to brands that, look, you know, there is an audience out here which you are completely ignoring and you are not, you're not paying attention to. And these, these products that you create, not all of them, mind you, but uh, quite a lot of the products you create can also be used on darker skin tones, but they have no idea that they can be used on darker skin tones because you do not market to them. So, ah, okay. you know, a classic example, uh, okay. for instance, is there was one particular sunscreen brand, which is in the book because it's phenomenal. And I remember they sent me through, um, when they first sort of launched, they sent me through their sort of marketing bump and it was 27 pages. And in all of those <laughs> pages, there was not one woman of color, not one. It was all white Individuals. Girls. Yeah. Insane. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. And yet that those products work beautifully on darker skin tones but a a black woman or a woman of color probably would never pick it up because they would think Mm -hmm. well all of your marketing bump is targeting you know Caucasian girls so why would I think that this works on me so that's one of the areas that I really wanted to address Um, 
And then the second thing was also speaking to, um, you know, women of color, because again, you know, they don't know that these products actually suit their skin tones. And um, right. yes, there were some products there that, of course, you know, every black woman I know probably is, is, has got, a, you know, a Mac Ruby Woo or whatever. So there's some classics in there. But then there are other things that people would have never thought about buying. You know, there's a conditioner, hair conditioner by IGK. You would never think that that would work on Afro hair, but it's brilliant as a hydrating conditioner and it's absolutely fantastic. So I kind of wanted to give them that information because they didn't have that. So this book is doing the work of the companies for them. Like you are, you're basically <laughs> like, yeah. like, we should like, be more pissed. Like, know? like, like you're doing the PR marketing and like advertising for the companies who have not thought to reach out to this tremendous high spending demo. Exactly. In many ways, yes. I mean, to be fair, there are a lot of brands in there that have always, in my mind, have always been very inclusive and they've always yes. been very conscious of... Um, like Mac. Yeah, Mac is phenomenal, yeah. you know. What, yeah, what are some of the others that you were thinking I think of? a lot of the Estee Lauder brands have just been phenomenal. I think they're amazing. And I've worked closely with them um, way before the book um, came about. And, you know, I know a lot of the stuff that they also do internally in terms of addressing um, the issues around diversity and inclusion, even when it wasn't fashionable. Even they when have people a whole department. Went, they have a whole department, you know. Yeah, and people globally. will say, well, mm-hmm. why do they have a whole department? But I think, no, it, it's important to have a department until we start to see these things as the norm. Yeah. Um, it's important to have those things. So you're keeping this issue at the forefront of everyone's mind. So those brands, I find, have always been pretty good. They've always been pretty hot on it way before it became really topical and really conversational and very fashionable. Because I think for a lot of people, it's like a trend, you know, and I think, well, this is an ongoing conversation we need to have. It's not a, you know, it's it's not a trend. We have to keep on talking about this. So this leads me to something that's actually been on my mind. And it, mm. maybe it's because um, we, for Bizarre, we just put Rihanna on the September cover. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's like Rihanna's Rihanna and Rihanna all over the place. But we also just, this has been hot on the heels of the Fenty Skin launch. Mm. I have to discuss this with you because this is so relevant to this conversation. Mm. So Rihanna just came, you know, but she came out with Fenty Beauty, Mm. changed the game with 40 Shades. She wasn't the first person Mm -hmm. to have 40 Shades of Foundation, but she was the first person to like specifically call that out and make everybody, you know, stand up straight and say, wow, Mm -hmm. you know, this is something that every brand should have, shades for everyone. Mm. Now, she's not the first person with Fenty Skin Mm to make skincare that works on men, women, everyone in between. Like look yes. at Kiehl's, that, you know, look at Aesop, mm. look at, um, God, there's so many brands mm. who like are not speaking to just, you know, like ladies, yes, you know, in, yeah, the, in yeah, their yeah, ad yeah. campaigns. But I thought her campaign was so imagery. She had this video and it said the new culture of skincare and it had women and it had men like ASAP Rocky yes. and like Lil Nas X. And yeah. it's like, they're all just like looking gorgeous with the skin. Yes. And and people, you need to look at the first like, you know, thousand comments. And it's like, oh my God, they're speaking to us. She's mm, speaking to mm, us. Mm. And it's like revolutionary yeah. that she's speaking 
to all genders. Mm. And it's revolutionary that this is not the gender conversation. That's a mm. sidebar. But I'm just yeah. like so obsessed with this whole campaign. But it's revolutionary that she's speaking to people of color. Yeah. And I think it's, I don't know, I'm just so fascinated. Do you think brands, well, I mean, you just said it, hello, five minutes ago. But do you think that brands have really, like, missed the trick? And do you really think that now we're going to see a revolution in how brands speak skincare, specifically speak to everyone? And why do you think that they've missed the trick on this? It's just, I mean, it's insane that yeah. Rihanna has to be the one to do this again. Yes. Well, I think the reason why... Sorry, that- I'm like, I'm like, hi, no, this is no, my no, show. No. Hi, <laughs> Jess. Thank you. I'm so obsessed with this campaign. I feel like she's yeah, just yeah, going to yeah. do this again. Well, I, th- I think the reason why, you know, there's one of the biggest things actually is that brands haven't considered is the power of authenticity. And I think it's very, very difficult for a faceless kind of global brand um, to come across as authentic. So I think that's one of the biggest problems. And I think they'll always have that problem unless you start having, you know, diverse voices and you start having people in positions of authority and positions of power in your company. That so it's diverse. that they had her. You think it's like it's yeah, like absolutely that they had her, and she okay. was real. I, I, the thing is, you know, I know speaking to the you know the Fenty team, I know how hands on Rihanna is with everything that happens with that brand. She's super yeah. super hands on, and that comes through, and the authenticity comes through. It is very difficult to uh, a, for another brand to do that. Yes, they missed a trick because they never thought about speaking directly to, you know, particular groups. They just took it for granted that, oh, well, everybody knows. Well, actually, no, everybody doesn't know. I mean, it's mm. like Estee Lauder in the back of um, um, ANR, Advanced Night Repair. Yeah. It has, there's a tiny little note there with a little asterisk and it says suitable for all ethnicities. That is powerful. Nobody does that. I haven't seen anyone do that. That is powerful because I know that I get a lot of people of colour who come to me and say, oh, I've seen blah, blah, blah being talked about. Is it good for black skin? Can I use it? So Mm -hmm. a lot of brands don't seem to have done their homework because if you've done your homework, you'd know that people want you to be a bit more specific about, you know, the fact that your skincare actually works on their skin color and their skin tone. Right. That is, it's really, really important. Is it but suitable I think, for all ethnicities? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's Almost powerful. Almost like skin type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's ethnicities. I think that's really, really powerful. They have done their homework. They've done their research and they know what people respond to. But I think generally speaking, it is harder for brands to come across as real and come across as authentic. It's, it's much, much harder now, definitely, because also everyone's clamoring for the same space and everyone's trying to do this whole, oh, look at me, you know, we're really inclusive, we're really diverse. And, it's, and I think the audience are getting more and more sort of cynical in many ways because you kind of just don't know who to trust. So, but for someone like Rihanna, you know, she already has that platform anyway. And she's known to be very straightforward and very outspoken and very real. And Mm -hmm. that is seen in everything that she delivers. And people buy into that. Do you think the the reaction um, 
the conversations, you know, like obviously Jen and I are journalists based here in the U.S. Mm. And but, you know, our, our beauty audience is, is is global. I don't just mean fat mascara. I mean, you know, we are like a yes, global. Yes. We're all getting the same kind of content. Sure. Do you feel the content is very similar in the U.K. to the U.S. surrounding these kind of, um, you know, reactions and dialogues about beauty and brands and yeah I and, think and so. representation yes absolutely I you feel think it's, it's, it's become, a shared conversation yeah it's become a global conversation you know I don't I remember you know years ago you know if I'm reading something that is uh from a sort of um U.S. platform and I'm reading something from a U.K. platform you know I'd be able to um discern between the two you know it they'd be so specific and now I think the lines are very sort of blurred because we're all having this same conversation about, you know, social justice and equality and representation and so many different things that is a shared, um, it's a shared goal, I think, across the world for, for, for many people. And that's definitely, I can definitely see that with um, how we, you know, UK and U- US actually address issues. Yeah. You brought up something that I was wondering about. Uh, Just this spring, you know, even in just the wake of the George Floyd murder here in the States, I, when you said topicality and trendy with some of these discussions about inclusivity, are you referring to like recently that everybody's eyes got opened up clearly something that had needed to happen years ago to this? Or did you mean before that happened? I think there was a bit of that before, but now, goodness me, I mean, it's quite full on. It's really, I mean, there is a lot of, performative, you know, mm. allyship, I should say, with a lot of brands right now. There, there just is. And, you know, conversations I'm having with you know, people who work at certain brands and so on, I know for them, it is, for a lot of brands, this is just a, a kind of PR situation they need to sort oh. of deal with. And and then once, and they think that once it sort of calms down, then they can sort of you know, go back kind to of like, I don't know if they'll completely go back, but they won't necessarily push it as they're currently pushing it. I know that for a fact. So that's still that's still very much happening, uh, which is disheartening. It's incredibly disheartening. But I will say for all of that, I, I, I do sense that there's a lot of change that is happening and people are understanding that that change does need to happen and it but it can't just happen at one level it has to happen on so many different levels and my biggest thing has always been about who has the power and who has the authority clearly these changes need to be happening and we should be holding brands accountable how do you feel about um things like watchdog instagram accounts you know like estee laundry or something that uh purport to hold people accountable by like showing the receipts like diet show us prada. the receipts or diet prada you know where they like call out people who are not abiding by the standards i mean i have i have um mixed feelings about that i think it i think it all comes down to how it's done I do think that there is a, a space for that. And I think it, in, in many situations it is necessary, but it depends on how it's what done. What do you mean by that? You know, I, in the sense that, you know, we're in a place now where cancel culture is the thing. And I, I don't really believe in that. I, I do think that we have to have conversations. There have to be conversations. Yes, there has to be transparency and so on. But um, I think there, there are different ways that we can go about um, enforcing change. And, and, you know, people have their different ways of doing that. Um, But for me, um, the way to 
effect change is not necessarily by cancelling because you know once you cancel then that ends the conversation um do you think that need to have watchdog a- accounts mm-hmm. are trying to cancel though I, I i'm not like saying that um, they are or they aren't a- like i don't know if they would argue that they're trying to um by the way i'm not estee laundry it sounds like i am yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying no, to I, think, I, don't, but yeah. I don't know if, if they would no, say I they're think, trying to cancel i think like it's kind no, of no i'm just talking about yeah, I think it's exposing, but I think I'm just, I guess I'm not even maybe specifically talking about them. I'm talking about the general culture around that, yeah. because even though those are the ones that we we know of and we, mm-hmm. you know, but there are a lot of kind of individuals who are, you know, and I think right. it's, it's great. There are lots of individuals who are now calling out brands and so on and so forth. But I think everything is about how you articulate it, because, you know, I've had conversations with um, people who, you know, when the situation with George Floyd first happened, you know, when the news hit and so on, they immediately started calling out, you know, brands. They started calling out, um, you know, in terms of, you know, publications, that, oh, why haven't you done this? Or why haven't you done that? And so on, not knowing that those things were already happening behind the scenes, right. but they just hadn't seen it. So I think that a lot of people are quick to sort of jump on, certain things and jump on certain situations without necessarily finding out all the information they need in order to make informed decisions. Oh, I, like I generally agree. I completely agree. It's like, yeah. yes, somebody saw half an email or somebody yeah. heard yes. from a friend, this, mm. that. And yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm not speaking about any account about Estee, Diet mm. Prada. There's a, there are a couple mm. of new ones that have cropped up, but yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, have all yeah. the information, but then you put exactly. something out to a lot of people. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, these these conversations are complicated to say the least, mm. and that's just kind of where we are right now. Mm, mm. Um, uh, on that, <laughs> here I'm like, this is a worse segue because I wanted to get to talking about products some more. <laughs> Wait, Jen, yeah. Should we cancel our account? Should we should we cancel our uh, our Estee Laundry? I guess our our, 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 our expose account. I don't know. No. <laughs> we don't have one. Funny, don't look at us like that. Um, no, it just felt like a. I, I was like, I'm curious, just because you are one of us as a journalist, and it's interesting to mm-hmm. hear your take. Um, okay, so before we let you go, though, we've talked about lots of fun stuff. We didn't get too much into the products in the book. I just want to talk products mm. a little more because clearly you've tested yes, like what's 10, on your 000. skin. What's I'm on here. your skin? This girl is glowing. <laughs> no, what, so what are some of the products you find yourself recommending m- most often to people? Um, so the two brands that I recommend probably the most are Murad and Sunday Riley. Okay, I think they're great. And Paula's Choice. Oh I love. yeah, what I do you like from amazing. that brand? Oh, the, the exfoliating, um, you know, the skin... The salicylic toner the, that everybody the, loves. Yes, exactly, the liquid. <laughs> the Skin Perfecting Lotion, that's it. We hear that um, all I the time. I think it's phenomenal. It's amazing. It's phenomenal. So that, I find, I recommend that a lot. I recommend Becca um, Foundation and NARS Foundations a lot. I mean, there's so many things that... I think a lot of people, if they heard me talking about it, they'll think, okay, she kind of, she works for them. She must work for these brands. But no, I just don't. But it's one of those ones that I find I go back to time and time again. Um, what else is new? I'm thinking about new things that I've recently, um, recently fallen in love with. Pat McGrath, of course. <laughs> Mother knows. Just of course. Foundation. Just like Pat McGrath, dot, of course. Of course. Yeah. 
Of course. Um, I think her concealer is is brilliant. Oh. I think it's very, very good. I like Kat Von D for blushes. I think they're great. Oh. I, I can't remember I if never, they're in the book, actually. I know you mentioned NARS blush, a couple others that I was yes. like, oh, good color payoff on the blushes that you were recommending. But I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Kat Von D has good, well, I think it's it's renamed now, KBD. Oh, right, 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 yeah. KBD yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegan Beauty. Yeah. Um, yeah, has really good blushes. I like their blushes. Um, brow stuff, Anastasia Beverly Hills, amazing. So, yeah. And what's and what, what are your hair go-tos? I, I know a couple from the book, but can you share? So what's your, um, what, it was, what would you, how would you describe your curl texture and pattern so people know? Just Oh, definitely 4C. Okay. I would say, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Aunt Jackie's, Aunt Jackie's flaxseed gel. I need to look up the, the full name, but it's in here somewhere. I'm flicking through the book as we, as we record. I mean, this book is, okay, like, I know that it sounds like I'm, like, like being, like, HSN sales lady, but this book is for anybody who <laughs> loves beauty. This is a yeah. great yeah. gift. It's just, like, you flip, like, you can have it on your coffee table, open it up, and flip it is to a something little coffee and, like, table. Fall in love. No, because it, it's like an art book, but it's also for a beauty buff who like wants to learn more about their favorite products. It's like a compendium. It's a compendium of amazing products, and it's really for everyone. Thank you. Yeah, it's yes. It's, I mean, in many ways, it's for everyone. I would not say, to belittle its message, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I know. Thanks, but Jen. Yeah, You're I like, mean, actually, that's yeah. not the point of the book at all. And, <laughs> no, um, but, but you know, completely like, belittle. What's, what's been, sorry, but I. But what's yeah. been really. What's been really interesting to me is how many um, Caucasian women also have bought it and loved it. I loved it. Um, I read the whole thing, of, yeah. like in a sitting. Oh, you're so no, sweet. It's go- Thank and it's you. gorgeous. I mean, it's a gorgeous book. And I have to tell you, for I'm not naming names, but there are a lot of beauty books out there that are not attractive. <laughs> and I don't understand that. It's like, shouldn't that be like price of entry for a beauty book? It should be gorgeous. And I think that stopped. And I don't know if it's like budget or like, it's like, turn it out, turn it out. Or they think like, yeah. I, I don't know, but it's really like a phenomenal looking book. And ask my Thank husband, you. I kind of like, I don't mean to like, like, I feel badly telling you this, but, like, I kind of, like, nicked it because my apartment's just, like, a war zone right now. There's all this baby <laughs> stuff everywhere. It's crazy and work from home. And I was so upset for, like, 10 minutes. Aww. Like, it really, you know, one of the when you mess with me, you know, I was like, it's yes. beautiful. You know, like, it's just, like, it made me so upset. It's such a gorgeous statement. Piece I'll buy you so another fine. copy, Jess. No, I, actually, so I'm kind of, like, yeah, I want, we can get you another no, copy. No, I want we another copy because one. it's such we a piece. We can get you one. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. You're so, you're so, so kind. Thank you no, so guys, much. No, guys, you got to get this book. Congrats on that. Okay, so before we let you go, we do this thing Mm -hmm. at the end of every uh, Fat Mascara podcast. We ask five quick questions. They're easy. Okay. So I'm going to take you through them. What's the first beauty product you fell in love with? Oh, gosh. I think it might be, and I don't know if it still exists. It's Rimmel's Black Cherry Lipstick. (gasps) Oh, good name, too. Yes. Okay. And now who's the celebrity you know you'd be best friends with? Oh, Tracy Ellis Ross. <laughs> no. No. Okay, no. we have to tell her. We have, we to, have tell to tell her. her. I'll cut Why? this part tell out. Tell, no, no. No, no she's our... Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. Well, no, we're, because, when yours, your episode is going to come up after her episode. Yeah, we so just it's fine, got it's fine. to. So we got to interview her last week, two weeks ago? No! Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Fumi, you're right. 
you will be best friends with her. She <laughs> is so fabulous, so funny, so fun. Her. We hung up with her. her and we were both like screaming like two like losers. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she keeps I it so real, but she's so yeah, chic and like it's like this approachable so glamour. Great. Everything. Everything. She's and, yeah. um, and she's I love funny. her products. She's so funny. Pat- pattern is great. Yeah. Yeah, pattern is great. I especially love the um conditioner. It's amazing and it smells incredible. Are you wait the medium conditioner or the I know there's two weights to it it's the medium one yeah I think I use I've heard and the brush that comes with the brand is amazing I use it every single day that's me about the mister so you know the spray Mm. bottle I got so excited about I was talking about the podcast then the brand tells me it wasn't for sale at that point it was just like a product you know when they send you the little thing (laughs) with the product yeah yeah yeah. I'm going on and on about the damn spray bottle but when she read when she came out with the uh, styling products the spray bottle was part of that. So I was like, okay, Oh, amazing. Good. Amazing. Oh, I must listen to that then when she comes. Yes. Yes, I love yes. her. She's fabulous. Excellent answer. Okay. What's your favorite indulgent snack? And please be specific. Oh, um, this is easy. I think I keep this um, product in business. It's dairy milk mm. chocolate. And it's not even like posh, you know, expensive chocolate. It's like cheap stuff. <laughs> but I have been mainlining this stuff probably since I was like five. <laughs> I have like friends, like on my birthday, they'll buy me like a giant size dairy milk it's chocolate. It's easy to shop for food. How Just get her the chocolate. It's so cheap. <laughs> Maybe. So yeah, I think that's my, that's my indulgence. That's a good yes. one. Okay, so what's the song that pumps you up? Oh gosh. We need a little energy boost. Uh, Oh my goodness, that's so kind of, oh, that is a hard question. Goodness me. Take your time. I, I mean, can always edit it out while you're thinking. Okay, come come back, come back, come back to that. Okay, Let me have there's only think. one more question okay. after this, so you're not going to okay. get <laughs> Okay, the next question is, um, yeah. so at the end of the show, we raise a wand, like a mascara wand, to something we're obsessed with at the moment, a movement, a person, a TV show, a beauty product, whatever you like. What do you want to raise a wand to? Oh, I mean, that's easy. Beyonce, Black is King. I mean, it's just so fabulous. I'm going, like I'm in bed sleeping and it's just going washing. on the visuals and on are in just my washing. head. Like yeah. it's, yeah, I've kind of absorbed it all. I mean, it's just so fabulous. So yeah, I'll definitely raise a wand to that. It's okay. quite fabulous. And then the song that pumps you up? Oh gosh, this is so hard. Um, you don't have to go to your grave with this answer. Just a song, <laughs> a song that like, pumps yeah. you up. <laughs> okay, I can't give you a song, but I would say anything Afrobeats. Okay, I think that will get me. Yeah, that will definitely She's get like, me. I'm safe. I love it's Afrobeat. somewhere in there. There's something. It's great. Okay, it's great. It's great. Pumi, this was so fun to chat this with a good you. One. I wish we could have done Thank it in you. person, but so hopefully we'll get there. You'll get here sometime soon and we can yes. meet up. It would be so nice. It would be fantastic. Okay. Thank you so, Thank you so, so much. much. I've really enjoyed Thank it. This is awesome. Thank Congrats you. Congrats on the book. Thank you. Okay. That was great. And I have to tell you, cannot believe that she's into Tracy Ellis Ross too. I mean, I can. Tracy Ellis Ross is amazing. It's just like. I got so confused when we were talking to her. I was like, wait, with the timing, did that episode come out yet? But we actually talked with Fumi before we released the Tracy episode. So she had no idea. But I was just like, these are fat mascara women. People like Fumi, people like Tracy that just freaking get it. That like 
understand that beauty can be about so much more than beauty. I love, love, love both of them, but that was such a great interview. I feel like there is definitely like a Venn diagram kind of FM, I was not even like FM women, like FM people. It was, even like when we were talking to Patrick Starr the other day, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, like Craig, Craig Jessup. We were talking about um, Wicked. Yes. He didn't know that Craig was on the show and that he's part of the Fat Mascara family. And it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little too like loving on our show too much, but I just feel like we're all kind of like weirdly one degree away from each other. No, I get it. And when we started the show, it was like, beauty is this huge, huge world. Like, who will it be for? What is it about? And I feel like we've really honed in on, with the help of our listeners, like, who our people are. People that just, like, can speak about beauty in this way that just makes me so happy to be part of this industry. And, like, I hope you guys get that vibe when we bring on these guests. That like, Yes. You're just like, oh, they get it. Whew, they really get it, you know? Yeah, and we're talking about you too, listener. No, I am. That's what I'm saying. Even when we had our listener parties, remember when we got to meet our listeners? Yes. We still had parties. Every time, every single one of them came up to us. I was like, yep, she's one of us. Yep, she's one of us. Like, yeah, yeah. All you smart, all you smart people out there, you're welcome to the beauty party. Okay. <sighs> I'll stop tooting Phoebe's horn, our horn. Let's raise a wand. You first. Go ahead, Jess. All right. The summer of mint continues. Summer of Mint continues. Is that still happening? Yes. Oh, it's still happening. Okay, listen, you've got a glow right now, and you've got the same glow that I have because I have to record without any air conditioning or fan on, and <laughs> I'm happy to see you have it too. And you know what? You look good. Okay, this, this, you've got nature's highlighter. So when I talked about— Stop telling me I look like a sweaty mess and tell me what your mint product no, is. No, no, no. You do look good. You do look good. Um, so here's the scoop. I had mentioned— um, a mint product that I liked earlier this summer. Thank God the summer's coming to a close, Jesus. Um, and our friends at C, our friends, our friends at CO Bigelow were very kind and they sent Jen and I a selection of their mint product. Oh, is that why they sent me mint products? Because they heard you talking about how much you love mint on the wet, on the, yes. oh, I didn't even realize. I was like, why am I getting this nice like little gift package. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. So, um, yeah, um, Ian Ginsberg, love you. Um, he sent us a bunch of great products, and one of the products was this mint, a mentha body exfoliating soap, peppermint oil. And I tried it. I've got to tell you, this has filled the void of another product that has. I don't want to sh- name names. I don't want to. To diss anybody, but I used to use a product that was a mint soap that has been reformulated and and they changed, and I'm very sad about it. And this takes its place. It is gritty. It is nice and heavy in the hand. It has crushed walnuts in it. So uh, anyone who has any walnut allergies, you may want to stay away. Um, Make sure any guests using your bathroom, they know. Um, it slows away, <laughs> sloths, slow, never say that word, sloths away des- dead skin. It gives you a, that minty, invigorating feeling. And I've, here's the best part. Are you guys ready? Are you ready I'm for ready. the best part? This baby is only $7.50. Wait, that big ass bar of soap? Because I like the whole time you were talking, I was like, oh, I used it too. It's so nice on your thighs when it feels like scratchy, scrubby Ratchy, in a good, good way. Minty. Oh, I just feel like I'm just like, like just smoothing and slimming and just like cooling off. It's a nice feeling. That city That's grime. A good price point. That thing is big. It's big and it looks and feels expensive. 
And also, Sierra Bigelow is a small business, okay? I think we're all being a little bit more mindful of where we spend our dollars right now. It's an old-timey New York business. Please listen to our interview with Ian Ginsberg. Um, God, I'm forgetting the number, but— Ask a pharmacist. You can Google Fat Mascara, Ask a Pharmacist. I'll put a link on the blog. Yeah, it is, it is one of our biggest episodes— it's actually one of our most popular episodes still. It's in the top 10. I just checked the other day. It's fascinating. He is so charming. You'll learn so much. But I'm so proud to promote this old New York business. And they make a damn good product. And I cannot believe it's under $10. You will love it. I Come at me. If you hate it, we'll go toe-to-toe. It is so good, but you won't hate it. Ooh, raise a wand. Okay, yeah. It just takes you away from the summer. And my raise a wand pick will also give you a little bit of a mini vacation without leaving home. Um, It is the book Love and Theft. Full disclosure, it is by my dear friend, Stan Parrish. Um, But it just came out. And you know when it's your friends, but I get very nervous reading my friend's work because like, I am honest with everyone. I would have found a way to like, be like, I didn't really like it if I didn't. This freaking book is so good. I could not put it down. It's fiction. It's a thriller. Um, I was trying to tell someone about it. I was like, okay, take Da Vinci Code. And instead of the art world, you're in the gem world with a lot of drugs and music. Oh, wow. And the characters are much better. Like, there's not as much intrigue in history, There's, but there's much more character development. So, like, it could have just been a cheesy, fun beach read, but you will fall in love with everybody in this book. It's just so well written, better than it needs to be for how much fun the plot line is. And I was just like, I, I, I read it in, like, basically three hours because it's just that kind of, like, summer beach read. And I've been really reading a lot of books this summer to, like, educate myself on a lot of things, a lot of heavy reading, I'm, I'm going to be honest. And this is a really lighthearted break that, like, you'll just feel like you're going on like a vacation in the south of Spain. He does a lot of travel within the book and he describes places so well. And I'm so, it's just a really, really good book and I'm really excited for him. And I'm not just talking about it because he's my friend. Otherwise, I wouldn't have talked about it No, I love so, that. I love that. Jess, I will let you borrow my copy. Everybody needs to support your friends. I think that's fine. And he would want me to tell you to buy it from a small bookseller. And you can do that online as well. So I will put links to some of the independent booksellers that sell his book so that you, they will get more of a, a part of the profits. Um, so, it's so funny. Good. I was like, small. I, I feel like I was just spoke at a two. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yes, small bookseller, amazing. But I was just thinking, I said, support small, small New York. But the other day, I was like, Shop J. Crew, people work there too. I feel like I'm always like talking out of all sides of my mouth, but basically I just I just want everyone to keep their jobs, man. <laughs> I know. I think it just keeps coming up because we understand that like businesses are closing. And I yeah. think this pandemic has taught us like, wow, businesses aren't just these mega corporations that we should hate on. There are real yeah. people that work there. I think that's what you were saying. I know people understood what you meant. I really Yeah, I know. I'm like, buy here, buy there, buy everywhere. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'll put links to his book. And I really, I might even put it as our non-book club. P.S. We don't have a book club. But as you can see on Instagram, I just keep posting books. I love that though. But you know, but I almost feel like we should have a book club one night. I don't know how we'll figure out like who's in it or like how we do it. But I would love to do that one night, like a virtual book club. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Thanks for the book recommendation. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. 
We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product with you or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 